you're like most people, the month of January finds you dreading the tighter-fitting clothes and regretting all the excess calories you ate during the holidays. Welcome to the Nutrition Tidbits Podcast. This is Gloria Tseng, Editor-in-Chief for HealthCastle.com. Joining me today is Dr. David Kessler, former FDA Commissioner and author of the book, The End of Overeating. He's here today to share some interesting results of his research into how we seem to eat more and more and what we can do to take charge of our health. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Kessler. It's a pleasure. Now, in your book, you mentioned about the, the food industry's three points of the compass. Can you tell us more about that? Those three points of the compass are sugar, fat, and salt, and especially when you put them in combination. Fat and sugar, fat and salt, fat, sugar, and salt stimulate us to eat more and more. So now you outline some dramatic examples on how highly processed our restaurant foods are. Now, is that related, this, you know, three points of compass, is that related to the refined food that you were talking about that melts in our mouth? Both um, go into stimulating us to eat more and more. I thought when I was eating, I was eating to fill myself up. I was eating for nutrition. I was eating for satisfaction. I didn't realize that most of the time I'm just eating, and what I'm doing is I'm just stimulating myself to eat more and more. We know that when you put sugar, fat, and salt together in those combinations, that we can we are actually stimulating the brain. We're activating certain parts of the brain that reward circuits to get us to come back for more and more. And certainly, when you layer and load that sugar, fat, and salt into processed food, and you what you're doing in processed food is you're taking out in the processing, anything that slows down the eating, so the food goes down in the whoosh, it's in essence we're eating, you know, adult baby food, and that's just, again, it's stimulating us um, to eat more and more. We're eating for reward. We're not eating for nutrition. Mm. Now, based on your experience and research, what's the main difference between our so-called American cuisine and other cultural, you know, traditional cuisine? American cuisine is highly processed foods, um, which is both layered and loaded with fat, sugar, and salt. I mean, take any appetizer from a modern American restaurant. I mean, take buffalo wings, for example. What are they? You take the fatty part of the chicken, fry it in the manufacturing plant first, loads about 30 40% fat in, fry it again in the restaurant or the kitchen, that loads another 30% fat uh, in the food, that red sauce, fat, and sugar, that white creamy sauce on the side, fat, sugar, and salt. What are we eating? We're eating fat on fat on fat on sugar on fat on salt. Mm -hmm. Well, I found most shocking most of the time, and every time I drive by some of the fast food chain and I saw these bonus chicken wings, and I just couldn't get my head around it. Like, just, you know, chicken wings have bones and then have no skin, and what are we exactly eating? So I guess that's referred to your point, you know, fat, sugar, and salt. So what about other traditional cuisine, like, you know, let's say French? Well, you know, it's interesting. The, the, the French, up until recently, did not, you know, have the kind of problems with obesity that we had. And yet they ate highly palatable foods. You know, what's the difference? The first, their portion sizes. You know, they eat about, you know, certainly about two-thirds less if you look at the size of the, of the portions. They're, they're smaller. But it's very interesting. The French, until recently only ate during meals. They had certain boundaries. What did we do in the United States? We took down the, that 
those boundaries. We took fat, sugar, and salt. We put it on every corner. We made it available 24-7. We made it socially acceptable to eat any time of day or night. We made food into entertainment. It's as if we're living in a food carnival. Hmm, that's scary. Now, now that we've addressed the reasons of our overeating culture, can we talk about planning? So, what can we do? What can we do to avoid these trap foods? Once your brain gets activated, once you have those initial signals, once you get cued, I mean, the power of food comes not just from the taste of food, but the memory of that taste. You know, that, those experiences. So the next time you get cued, and a cue can be the sight, it could be the smell, it could be the time of day, it could be the location. I was walking down Powell Street in San Francisco, and just walking on that street was a cue because I had been into a place six months earlier. I forgot to know all about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had, you know, had these chocolate so I had these thoughts. Just, just being on that street cued me to think about certain uh, foods. Just getting into a car can be... The, car itself can be a cue based on where you've gone in the past. Or driving just on a highway past certain places can cue you. Those cues set up thoughts of wanting. It activates the brain. It arouses you. So at very early stages, once you're cued, you need to shut off those cues. Mm. You need to understand as soon as those cues, that those thoughts of wanting start, you need to try to um, cool down that stimulus very early on. But the best way to change, you know, how you eat is to change how you view the stimulus. You know, I mean, look at how we, you know, 30, 40 years, we, you know, how we used to view tobacco. We used to think it was glamorous and sexy and, and cool. Mm-hmm. Now we view it as, as something that is deadly uh, and addictive, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at that, that huge plate of french fries and say, that's my friend, that's going to make me feel better, there's very little I can do that can help you. Uh, to stand between you and, and those fries. You've got to change how you look at food. If you think it's going to make you feel better, if you think it's your friend, right, that, then you're going to only want it more and it's going to be harder to stop. So putting in place certain boundaries, putting planned eating, know what you're going to eat and when you're going to eat, and then really changing your relationship with food. Food needs to be enjoyable. I mean, we have to make food uh, pleasurable, but certainly big portions, processed foods. We need to change how we view that. Mm-hmm. These are all powerful thoughts. Now, to wrap up, you've discussed something called just right eating. Can you tell us the concept about that? Just right eating is eating what you want in a planned fashion, right? but in not um, uh, huge amounts. So, I mean, for most of us, Right? We could probably eat half of what we are eating and still be as satisfied, um, as satiated. I eat about half of uh, what I used to eat, and I'm just as, as satiated. Um, so it's really adjusting uh, your portion sizes, eating foods that, that you want, but getting it so that you're satiated, but that you're not eating you know, just endlessly. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Kessler. My pleasure. We've been talking to Dr. David Kessler, author of the book, The End of Overeating. For more healthy eating tips and information about this show, go to healthcastle.com.